I love that. <laughs> hey, hello. And it must be Sunday because it must be I'm here, you're there. We're here. I am your nooner every Sunday. So, hi. Hope your week's going good. Hopefully, you still have money left over at the end of the week here from all the Christmas shopping, buying. <laughs> and uh, But I am doing something different this year. I um, instead of buying, sitting there trying to figure out, okay, what? Why should we get this person? Why should we get that person? Blah, blah, blah. And it, that gets very taxing. And so this year, I decided I'm doing experiences. And so we are. I'm taking seven of my girl, seven of my girlfriends. Yes, I have seven friends, <laughs> more than me. <laughs> and anyway, I'm taking them to Hanif Theater in White Bear Lake, and we're going to see the play. Uh, she loves me. And it's supposed to be equated. It's not a Christmas movie per se. It's kind of supposed to be like you've got mail. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a musical. And so anyway, and then we're going to Brick House for dinner, you know, afterwards. Oh, and fun. so that's what I'm doing. I'm giving you a show and a, and a dinner. And anyway, and so it, it's just, I was out in the store this weekend and um, it, my mind was just blown. I, my mind didn't go into that. Okay, who should I get? You know, I got to get Ann this or I got to get Barb there. You know, I was just like, I'm all done. Except for just a couple people and the grandkids. I'm like... I like this. Yeah, what a feeling. <laughs> and so people give experiences. We all got, especially as we get older, we got enough stuff. You know, unless there's something you know truly somebody needs, I mean, they really need it, then get that. Okay, but otherwise do experiences. You know, like mom and dads or even grandma and grandpas or aunts and uncles would love to be taken out to lunch by, you know, their grandkid or their niece or their nephew, you know, type thing and be able to sit and talk and, and such like that and just experience or, you know, go play paint. Go play paintball or go to some of these major arcades. See, I'm a pinball. I love pinball. When I had a little bit more money when I was doing my TV show, I looked around because I wanted a pinball machine so bad. <laughs> you know, they have refurbished yeah, ones, yeah, yeah. you know? And I looked around so, and I wanted the old style ones. I didn't want these the electronic craps that they got out nowadays. Too many whistles and ding, 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 dings. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like, no, no, no. I just want the simple old pinball machine. So if any of my listeners has one that works, this is the old style. Give me a ring. My grandma's Email. got one from the late 80s. I yeah. love playing it growing oh, yeah. up at her house. Uh, now, is it a ding, 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 or is it an older? Oh, yeah, style? it's from the late 80s, so it's based on like some like a cheetah-designed woman roller oh. skating, so it's got a lot of bells and whistles oh, okay. and lights. Yeah. And see, the more whistles and bells, then the more things break. <laughs> so that's why if you get the old-fashioned ones, <laughs> just the bumpers, the flippers, you know, and not five flippers that you have to work at one time and stuff like that. So. No, hers has held up really well, all considered, though. That was before they started cheaping out when they were okay. doing all that stuff. Yeah, well, see, I was looking into, like, vintage ones, and I think back at that time, they were going for, like, 2500 bucks. Yeah. You know, where they're in good shape. And so, like I said, I've always loved that. And I love the... The bowling, you know, that where you slide the puck down that long and hit the bowlings and the and the pins, you know, flip up. The bowling game. Have oh. you played that? It's yeah. Like shuffleboard with your hand, but with pins. Have yeah. You, yeah. I love that game too. <laughs> My girlfriend had that, and then it didn't work anymore. <laughs> and I wanted so bad, but it takes up so much room. I wanted so bad. You know, I'll take it and I'll try to fix it. Never did. But anyway, so those are my two favorite games. So, how was your week? Good. Um, speaking of, I went to the Galleria on Friday. I took my grandma, son, me and my partner. We took her out because she needed to get some shopping done and chores done. Um, so that was fun. We got lunch. Mm -hmm. And I cannot afford anything in the Galleria. And I'm, <laughs> I'm minimizing this year. I'm like, if you're not a kid or 
I am assigned to give you a gift. Uh-huh. Um, you're probably not getting one this okay, year. Well, they, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and people that feel guilty about that. Okay, now last night we had the vet's um, Christmas dinner at the Hugo Legion. And my girlfriend, well, Anne, she's, her husband is a member of the vet's camp up in Mar- Big Marine Lake. And so, and I go up there for their, they have, you know, bands and such like that and hang out. And so, so I know a lot of the people up there. But anyway, so she decided they were going to do it at the Hugo, Hugo Legion. And so, but there's no ambiance. <laughs> I'm like, well, this kind of stinks. So I do this Hugo Lyons senior dinner, and I have a lot of ornaments from last year, you know, set up. Mm-hmm. And she helped me, and helped me with that. So I said, let's just do it early. So we got it all ambiance out. It went well. Uh, Ron Vanelli did an awesome job. He caters out of, uh, you know, the Hugo Legion. And anyway, so it, it was just great. But I stood back, and I'm like, if we wouldn't put these decorations up, it would be very, very boring. <laughs> their their uh, Christmas tree... <laughs> He's a lot of help. <laughs> the poor thing is two pieces. The top piece is kind of tilted a little. No matter how we worked on it, couldn't get that sucker to stand up. But stand up, I should say. I got my tree up this week. I got a real tree, though, and oh, it's yeah, very yeah. pretty looking. Oh, cool. So I've been putting this out. If anybody wants to donate like an eight-foot, two-piece Christmas tree so it's easy to put up, that looks nice and not dorky <laughs> to the Hugo American Legion, uh, give me an email because we're looking for a donation. It doesn't have to be for this year. But, you know, some people like to swap out. They, you know, they got a big tree, want a small tree, mm-hmm. you know, type thing. And, you know, so if you can do a good thing by donating to the Hugo uh, Legion, that'd be great because, boy, we need one really bad. <laughs> and so, because um, I am a member of the Legion, uh, of mm-hmm. the, the auxiliary. And they put, they put on a breakfast with Santa this morning uh, from 9 to noon. And I just, all I could think about is if we wouldn't have decorated it for the vet's camp, when they walked in there, there would have been this tiny, poor little tree, little tilted, and then a chair. And that would have been it. Yeah, not as uh, We festive. got garland, we got lice, we got, it looked very nice. And it wasn't, it was tastefully done. It wasn't gaudy. Sweet. Yes, it was pretty cool. But yeah, anybody want to de- donate a six foot two piece? Because if it's too many pieces, because I have one that's a really nice tree, but there's like eight layers to it that you have to eat, put each level in. And now nobody has the patience to just sit there and put each layer in. And so it's just like, you know, I, I did that, the, the new ones where you just got the bottom, you got the top, put it together. Most people can hand in just bend the branches accordingly, you know, and then, mm-hmm. yeah. So And this one has... Uh, this one here wasn't a cell. They put the lights on, but did what most people do, just kind of wind it around, didn't go in, out, in, out, you know? Yeah. To get the tree depth. There is there is a nice way to do lighting. It's like doing the draping around the outside and then getting it inside. And so when it's lit up, it's lit up from within and out. It's yes, all great. exactly. I learned that from my dad. My dad was that. And now, as we were back in the days where if one bulb was out, the whole string was out. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had us kids, he'd give us a string and he said he'd give us a bulb that worked. And then we had to go to eat through, unscrew each bulb, put the new one in. Nope, it wasn't that one. Until finally, the, the whole string lit, the, when you take the bulb out and put the new bulb in, the whole string lit, lit up. Okay, here you go, Dad. Well, then inevitably, you get it on, all of a sudden, bing, it goes out again. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it was a pain in the butt. That was the only time I ever heard my dad swear. He said the word, damn. <laughs> 
But anyway, so it, yeah, it was it was crazy. So hopefully, hey, I know it's not the last Sunday of the month, thank goodness, because then it would be what New Year's Eve. But we got Doctor Jessica Levy, holistic vet, here today because she's busy uh, with the season coming up, and so she uh, said, "Yeah, sure, I'll come in today." So we got so get your questions ready for Doctor Levy. I uh, remember if when the conventional world doesn't work, you know, always talk to our true holistic. You know, that's uh, the buzzword, natural, natural. Okay, and, you know where people think. It's natural, but it's really not. <laughs> so this way here, Dr. Levy can can help you. And so if you guys got any questions, you can give a holler, 651-641-1071. And another question I want you to think about is by you, I know they got so many cute outfits for dogs, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, overdressing your dog up, you know, when to go outside. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing we're going to address this with Dr. Levy, is that it's just like take a human that overdresses for outside, right? Whereas, you know, you're and then you're active and you're sweating, okay, and you're taking in the cold air, you're taking in the cold air, and then you come back in. Is that good for your lungs? You know, everybody's all worried about the lungs, you know, all these respiratory problems. Some people may be causing it by overdressing their dog, being outside in the cold, and then the dog is sweating and overheated. So let's talk about that. So give a holler, 651-641-1071. And, of course, we're doing Christmas trivia because this is going to, well, I only got next week and then I'm going to be off for a while. So we got this week and next week to talk. So, okay, what country did the custom of putting up a Christmas tree or reduce? In what country? That burrow eyes love him to death. So anyway, thank you so much. You're so kind. Um, It's the time of year. Yes, it is. It is. Okay, Christmas decoration trivia. What in what country did the custom of putting up a Christmas tree originate? What do you think, there, Miss Ellie? Sweden, Finland, one of those. Okay, what do you think? Oh yeah, Sweden. Nope, Germany. What? Germany. What? From Germany in the 18th century, possibly the 16th century, it spread to Britain and from there to America and elsewhere around the world. It's Deutschland. So I wonder why. It started in Germany, putting up a Christmas tree. So there you go. Now you know what I know. Seems like such, <laughs> such a Swedish thing to do. Yeah, it will. That was back when they were putting like the little actual lit tea candles. Candles, yeah. Oh, yeah. The on a live tree. In <laughs> the house. Yeah, that's not a good idea. Don't do that. Yeah. Or leave the house. <laughs> yeah. At least if it catches on fire. Well, back then they didn't have fire extinguishers. Well, I guess you just, you're toast. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> literally. Okay, folks, I give a holler. 651-641-1071. We have a caller, ma'am? Yes, First up, we have Angie, whose dog has uh, heightened liver enzymes and is looking at raw feeding. All right. Hi there. How you doing? Oh, good. A little panicked in our household oh, for the last two weeks. Okay, don't hit panic. <laughs> don't hit panic. Okay, what kind of dog do you have? Um, a nine-pound Yorkie Shih Tzu mix. Okay, how old? Nine. Nine years? And what are you yep. feeding them now? So we are moving away from the freeze-dried Dr. Marty um, food okay. formula, and okay. we're going to. We went to Woody's, and we're implementing slowly um, the Woody's chicken raw. Okay. okay. And we're doing twenty percent vegetable and, and carbs with that. Okay. Okay, Doctor. Yeah. Okay, Doctor. Lee is coming to the plate. Her face is a little scrunched. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah. So yeah. So what happened to the dog? How did you find out the liver enzymes were elevated? He went in for his vaccines, and they checked the blood work for the next round because we're breaking vaccines up 
And I, I was, I'm winning this fight now that I was originally losing with just tittering. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Um, Good. Uh-huh. Okay. It's, my, my so, so this was just fine yeah. with that now. Now that this has happened, right? Good. Okay. So this was so just a routine offered, check. Yep. They offered Scientil KD formula to bring down those enzymes. And I said, no, thank you. Thank which, you. Which, uh, en- which enzymes were elevated? Al- albumin, ALT, and total protein. Aha. Uh-huh. How high was the ALT? Uh, like a eight. Hmm. 8.0, was, no. would that be the total protein? No, no yeah. that would be the alt, alt maybe. No, no, ALT is going to be a different number, like in the hundreds, if not okay. more. Okay, he was 278. Oh, so interesting. We, I think okay. 100, it's supposed to be below 180. Okay, and, and before that you were feeding Dr. Marty's? Yeah, we just switched to that about How? six months prior. What and were you feeding? Little... Yeah, what were you feeding before the Dr. Marty's? Um, it was the... Refrigerated raw, it's a little red um, container, or the red bag. Um, like the fresh pet? Stella, Stella and Chewy, or Stella and Chewy. Okay. Oh, the raw frozen stuff? Yeah. Yeah, and I've made a mistake by sticking with just one formula because he's such a picky eater. I was sticking with red meat and I wasn't rotating. I was afraid of using chicken because I was afraid of allergies. Well, mm-hmm. I might have screwed up and stuck with only one formula, which was either turkey, rabbit, or red meat, but he mostly would only eat the red meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so with dogs, uh, at, just as with cats, a varied diet is what's important. So yeah. it's, not, it's, not necess- it's not necessary to all the time to avoid this specific protein or that specific protein. Like everybody talks about chicken as the big instigator. But realistically, if you stick, so let's say you don't feed chicken, what if you just feed the dog turkey? Well, you're going to develop a turkey allergy. So, sure. so you have to have variety in the diet and you have to have a fairly fast variety. So to me, what that means is at least every time you thaw out raw food, thaw a different protein and then okay. you know, move on to the next thing. And so you need to have at least three or four different proteins in your rotation. Okay. But is she changing they every also, other, is she changing every other day with a different protein or what it depends? You can, cause you can thaw out enough for one meal. You can thaw out enough for a day, but you can't really thaw out more than three days worth. Well, that's, yeah, that's what I always did. Was. That's what yeah, and so, so at yeah. least you want to change proteins every three days. You want to change it at every meal? Good on you. Absolutely. Okay. So he's, they want us to stick to like a low copper. Um, that, that is something I should watch for. So red meat was out. Hmm. I think in chicken, turkey, kind of like the small. Does, does he have copper toxicity? Uh, it, evidently, from what everybody keeps telling me, it's like, oh, get, keep low copper because that's something that drives up the liver enzymes. Among, among, about, yeah, among about a billion other things. Yeah. So I, sure. I would not really get hung up on that. Um, okay. But it is interesting. So I, I had a patient who, uh, have a patient who is actually a, a Yorkie, and uh, he came in for an elevated ALT. And so, you know, that was when we put him on raw food, put him on some supplements, uh, went through about uh, six months. ALT was still elevated. Six, you know, we changed supplements, did something different. Six months later, ALT is still elevated. We did an ultrasound. Nothing wrong with him. Um, and uh, it was Dr. Ralph, the radiologist, yeah. said, "Well, why don't you stop feeding him chicken for a while?" Even though it was part of his rotation, right? He was eating other things. He was eating a varied diet. Yeah, we took chicken away. ALT went back to normal. 
Oh, really? So thank you, Dr. Ralph, for oh, wow. diagnosing my patient. I love Dr. Uh, Ralph. <laughs> so, so it is interesting. So it can just be a result of the diet. So basically, if you're feeding the Dr. Marty's at every meal, it's you're still eating the same thing at every meal. And I know that Dr. Right. Marty's has a, it, there's like three or four different proteins in there. Yep. Um, and so it's the kind of thing where just variety in the diet sometimes is enough to save you. Sometimes using supplements that help the liver, like standard process canine hepatic support, is one that okay. I reach for in these cases. Okay. Which which brand again? Standard process is the brand. Okay. And then the canine hepatic support. Hepatic means liver. That's a, what I was calling about was mm-hmm. how can I use some supplements that yep. are some of the human supplements okay for animals to use? I'm a person practitioner, oh, so I'm perfect. a functional practitioner for humans, but I just... Good. Do you do you standard process and practice? Yes, I do. Okay, then just order the canine hepatic support. Um, you know, it tells you how much to give for the size of the dog, so I would stick to that. Sometimes I'll piggyback Antronex onto it, right? If the if if the canine hepatic support is not sufficient to alleviate liver congestion and stress, and they make a special veterinary formula, Antronex. So, but it doesn't matter if you have regular human Antronex, you can use that too. Um, okay. What ab- what about activated charcoal for two weeks? Um, you could, you could, uh, the thing with charcoal is that you want to give it kind of separately from meals and yet, okay. you know, so I was told to give it with the meals with a lot of water in the food. Right. And so, so basically it's charcoal. going to absorb stuff out of the food. Sure. And what you're trying to get it to <laughs> do is absorb stuff out of the dog. So yep. I would say if okay. you want to crush a tablet or open a capsule of activated charcoal, I'll often have people like mix it in with a small amount of Greek yogurt, just enough to kind of create a conveyor, a way to get it into the dog. Okay. And so I would give that once a day, kind of in between meals. In between. Okay. So, so that's, so I think you're at a pretty good starting place. If you have a dog who's picky, even with a Yorkie, you should be able to feel his ribs easily. It should feel like oh, there's yeah. nothing but skin between you and his ribs. He should have a waist when you look at him from the top view. He should have a waist when you look at him from the side view. So yeah. if he doesn't... He has, mm-hmm. good, he has good mass, good size. Nice. Good. He can feel the ribs. Nice. He walks a lot. There's a lot that's changed, and I'm second-guessing everything. I'm like, oh, he wasn't maybe mm-hmm. drinking enough water, maybe because the last couple of months it was super hot. And with the mm-hmm. whole smoke thing and not walking in the last, you know, month of August, it gets kind of hot in August. And I'm like, what did I do wrong? Nah, not necessarily. I mean, dogs will drink if they're thirsty, but you can look at the water source, you know, the water quality. A lot of people don't drink their own tap water, but they're giving tap no. water to the dogs. So. No, we filter their water. Good. So. Wow, look at you. Yeah, such a mom. Spoiled. They're spoiled. Yeah, but no, it, they're not spoiled. Not, you got right, a good you're mom. Spoiling your, you want your dog to live. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. So, How about so, eggs? Would it sure. be a good source of protein? Sure. Sure. Sometimes I have people use Fiji water, too, because Fiji water is a natural silica water. So it'll do a okay. little bit of detoxification work for you, too. Oh, interesting. Thank you. Okay, do you got any other questions? If you do, hang on. we got to go to break right now. But if you got another question, just hang on, okay? Okay, Thank let's you. see. What animal parts were the first artificial Christmas tree made from? What animal parts for the first artificial Christmas tree. We'll be back. Fall on your knees. Oh, no.
there goes your hamstring. Your quads won't engage, and your back feels twice its age. Your arms are like string beans. You break a sweat putting on jeans. Are your muscles trying to tell you something? Join the Y. If you join in December, you'll get February free. Oh, your pecs. Yeah, no, we, we got it. Join at ymcanorth.org. Listening once again. Who's singing this? Do you know? Michael. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what? Michael. <laughs> I want video <been> 21. <laughs> Look at the thing. Right there. Oh, good. Great. Did you not know you could see the song up there? <laughs> You're hilarious. <laughs> I'm so. <laughs> I'm so technically inept. And, oh, well. Oh, you're just fine. You don't need to be. It's my job. <laughs> and I thank you so much. <laughs> what animal parts were the first artificial Christmas trees made from? What do you think there, Ellie? Well, the only not horrifying answer I could come up with was <laughs> reindeer antlers or antlers. Oh, okay. okay what about- really? <laughs> Raccoon tails? <laughs> Sounds like a uniquely bad idea. <laughs> Let's taxidermy something and put it up in the house. I know I wasn't going to read these questions until I saw the answer because your mind can go a mi- five thousand miles. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, okay, you're ready. So, what are we saying? Parts <laughs> for you, Doctor Jess? Raccoon tails. Raccoon tails. Now, remember the first Christmas trees were in in Germany, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would they make them of Yetis? What? <laughs> Now, remember, these are artificial Christmas trees made from goose feathers painted green. These these feather trees were the first made in Germany during the 19th century. Another form of artificial Christmas trees were wooden pyramids painted green and lit by candles. So it was goose feathers. Were people desperate to light their houses on fire? (laughs) I was going to say, like like somehow the somehow the wooden pyramids are no less creepy. Yeah, but (laughs) I thought reindeers was was a good like antlers. I could picture. Yeah, that was a good tree. You're smart. In my mind, I have like a little Machu Picchu. Can you think of how many geese? (laughs) Can you think of how many geese had had to leave us? It does seem like a very German thing to do for all the feathers. Well, that was what back a, when more people were eating geese. So well, that's true. And I wonder pa- how painting, wonder, painting it, each one green. I wish I knew how tall the tree was. It like was it like five inches? <laughs> how, <laughs> how much you want to pay? Yeah. Well, well, I mean, with that many goose feathers, you know, it's worth, <laughs> well, oh, four, it's worth four oxen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Angie, stayed out of the line. Angie, are you still with us? I am. Okay. Okay. Well, did you have another question for us, me or Doctor? I Jess? do. Okay. Good. Yep, I do. So. How concerned do I need to balance his diet with the protein, carbs, and the fat with these elevated liver enzymes? And I actually have the labs <laughs> if okay. you want them. Oh, good. Um, well, the, the food from Woody's is a balanced diet. So it's an 80-10-10 blend. So it's 80% meat, 10% bone, 10% organ. And then you can add a small amount of veggies uh, if you choose. But dogs don't need vegetables every day in their diet. Okay. Okay. Right. Does it make sense? Thank you so much. Okay. Yep. Well, good luck. I was like more I concerned about the carbs. I hear. I hear some say, "Don't do total protein. All protein. You got to add some carbohydrates." Well, I would say add vegetables, but dogs don't need carbohydrates like 
Uh, they don't need rice. Potato they chip. don't need quinoa. <laughs> okay. They don't need he potatoes. He loves broccoli. He loves Fine. Potatoes. Perfect. Because yep. you think, like, okay, so, so normally how would dogs get those things in their diets? Uh, I mean, my dogs do destroy my vegetable garden every year. <laughs> so they so they will eat some raw veggies. But dogs are big poop eaters, so it's natural for them to eat deer poop and bunny poop and horse manure and things like that. And so when they're doing that, they're basically eating pre-digested leaves and grasses. Because if you think about what dogs were designed for versus how long we've had this kind of monoculture agriculture, right? Monocultures are the... abnormality and so like in real life the deer and the bunnies would be eating a wide variety of grasses and leaves pre-digesting it or digesting it for the you know dog's benefit and then pooping it out and then the dog is like oh thank you for pre-eating that for me yeah since i don't have those kinds of enzymes so you say that because we had a possum enter our yard on camera and we have two humongous bunnies in our backyard and i was freaking out about the possum when we went in for back the vaccine no. and well checking them. No. Like, no. Ah. Possums are our friend. They Possum, don't care. Yeah, they, they don't, don't carry rabies. Yeah, they, they don't, don't carry yes. rabies. They look right. uglier than heck. They're cute, though, as their babies. I've seen baby uh, oh, uh, possums. Are you afraid of him? Oh, no. no. You, be, you friend them because they are they're uh, uh, good just all around. They, they eat they eat ins- insects. Yeah, don't they, they eat ticks? Yep, they eat ticks. Yeah. Uh, they don't carry any disease other than if you have Let horses. Them. No, no, no. If you have horses. Or alpacas. Yes. Okay, then, bad for horses, llamas, and alpacas, but good for dogs. And yeah, cats. yep. And so and they'll really? never take. Okay, so I can calm down about that. Yes, yeah, oh, yeah. they'll, they'll never take on. They'll go up to your dog like and say, "Hey, what you thinking?" <laughs> they will not take out your dog, no matter the size of your dog. All right, and uh, same with the cats. My cats, when we had a couple of them, uh, when I came around the barn to turn on the lights, and the possum was sitting in the middle of the barn, and the cats look at me, and I, you know, I wasn't sure what I was seeing. <laughs> And the cats just walk. They walked on either side of them, and the the possum just sat in the middle. And I'm like, the cats didn't even look at the possum. Possum didn't look at them. Really? It was the goofiest thing I've ever seen. Well, and with all due respect, I left that vet appointment uh, almost a mess because she was she had me so afraid of the possum oh. scratching him, giving him lepto, blah blah blah. No, no, no. Like, what no, in the no, world am no. I? What's happening? No, so don't <laughs> trap the possum. Be a friend well, of also, the possum. Yeah, and also, I mean, you can't get rabies from a bunny. You can't get rabies from a squirrel. Can't get rabies from a mouse. Right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, these animals are. You brought my stress level down Yay. immensely. Oh, Thank yeah. you so much. Oh no! And I also, like, I don't even worry about you know. People say, "Oh no," but if my dog eats the bunny poop, won't they get parasites? No. Yep. No. That they don't. Great. So that's why, like I said, there's too much to do about. And that's why you, what you got to do is called input. I, vets are not God. Love the vets dearly. They're great at diseases and always. Okay, but sometimes they're misinformed on many things as far as health. Okay, and and other animals, and so that's why. And apparently, fear of the natural world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's no. Like I said, cute, if right? I well, I don't. <laughs> so we don't have a horse anymore. I lost Jake and in, in May, but we sell horse hay, and so if it wasn't for that, we have hay loft full of horse hay that we sell. I'd say I'd put a welcome sign on my barn. All possums, come on in. Okay, I, you are happy here, but because, like I said, we have the horse hay, we can't do that. Because, you know, if they pee in the horse hay and the horse eats it, then they can get that neurological disease. I forget what it is. Do you know what it is? I don't think it would be through pee. I think it would be through poopy. Okay. So, anyway, but so, so the thing is, yeah, so, so anyway, so, yeah, so yeah. possums are your friend. And everybody listening, same thing, unless you got horses or alpacas, okay?
Thank you very much, ladies. You have a great Merry Christmas. Thank you. You too. Merry Christmas. Good luck. Bye-bye. Yeah, that would be uh, EPM. Okay, EPM. Okay. Equine protozoal myelopathy. Oh. Unless they've come up with a new name since I was in vet school. It's very possible. <laughs> Anything's possible. <laughs> okay, who's up next, there? Next up, we have Barbara, who has some questions about uh, feeding grains to a puppy. Feeding grains to a puppy. Hey, Barbara, how you doing? Hello, Barbara. Hey, can you hear us? Yes. Oh, there you are. Yes. Hello. Hi. 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 Um, I have a question. I'm giving my puppy Nutrisource yep. in the morning, mm-hmm. and, but it's a chicken and rice recipe. Mm-hmm. At night, I give um, her primal freeze-dried nuggets. Now, I'll take turkey and sardine, or I have duck, or I have lamb. Um, when when should you go off of... Um, puppy food? Well, when... when, when I'm not sure, you know, everybody says, oh, they don't need rice, they don't need this, they don't need that. Um, okay, how old is your puppy? Uh, five months. Okay, and so um, now, truth be told, is if you, you know, puppy food sometimes is if you have a good company, a.k.a. Nutrisource, uh, that all their, all, all their foods, oh, they all have instructions on how to feed a puppy, you know, um, their, their, any formula that they make, okay? So even te- if it, even if it says it has grains in it, that's... Well, that's- you could do grains and you can do grains freeze, but I'm going to turn it over to Dr. Jess and then she can enlighten you on, because you're doing good by doing some of the, you know, the thing is, yeah, you can rotate all the way into raw, you can rotate all the way, some, you know, that's the whole thing, just rotate into what you want to eventually feed, feed your dog. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it sounds good to have some some type of variety in the diet. So technically dogs do not need grains in their diets. Okay. Right, they're designed to eat more of a of a keto diet, so they don't they don't require carbohydrates. They do eat some veggies. Some dogs eat some fruit, but it makes up a minor amount of their diet. Okay, so, I'm giving mm-hmm. I'm giving her um, in the morning. I give her like Greek yogurt or uh, pureed pumpkin, but I only give like a half a teaspoon. I, I'm afraid to give too much. Is that okay? What's, how, how big's the dog? Oh, she's nine, eight pounds, about eight, pounds. eight and a half pounds. You're okay. fine. Yep. 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 You're fine. They, I mean, they don't need a lot of food. Well, I guess a growing puppy at that age does need like a significant amount of food compared to an adult. Right. But yeah, okay. you don't need to give them a lot of these things because you have a very small dog. Okay. And how about a, a liver? Um, we like to eat liver and mm-hmm. I, I, do I, I don't, I don't give it to her raw because that'd be hard for her to eat. Right. So do Why? I just cook it Why? or steam Why it? Why would or? it be hard for her to eat? If she were to catch a squirrel, it squirrel has a liver and she would eat the whole <laughs> darn thing. That's true. Yeah. Really? You yes. Bet. These are dogs. They yeah. eat dead things. Yeah. They eat things that they it's, kill. It's, Cause when we cook meat, our meat, we denature it. Mm-hmm. Type thing. So by giving it raw, it's more healthy. It's healthier for the right. dog. But it's, but cat, it doesn't matter. You, you know, you want to give the dog a little bit of cooked liver. That's fine. You want to give her some raw liver. That's fine. Yeah. So and just and just really cut it up in fine pieces. Why? Yeah. Let her chew it. She's got little okay. teeth for it. Do- dogs have teeth. Dogs <laughs> and, have teeth. And, yeah. You don't. What, ha- you don't is- have to pre-digest their food for them. You don't have to. You don't have to chew it up first. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. And primal primal is okay to give her. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know. I, switch off between them and I didn't know yeah. if maybe and I'm giving her three nuggets on the back of the package it says you know five but she's not that 
Right. And so with with growing puppies, that's always the challenge is how do I keep the puppy in good shape while recognizing that they're growing and they're probably gaining a little bit of weight every single day. So you Mm -hmm. have to keep up with the growth rate without making your puppy fat. And then if you're training, then you're also using treats. And yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a juggling match. I I haven't been using treats because I don't want her. Mm -hmm. I don't want her to get used to having to have a treat to do something. Oh, look sure. at you. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I, I oh. will say for for some stuff, treats make some stuff that you're trying to train. Treats make it easier, but yeah. whatever works, you don't, you don't have to give a dog treats. I don't give my dogs treats except what I'm, you know, if I'm training them for specific things. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. But, well, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, no, it sounds like you're doing great. Is it a big thing? And just so, so, yeah. So then, like after you use, after you finish the chicken and rice, then you know maybe use something else. But it would also be nicer, even with the dry food, try yeah. changing your dry food more frequently. So make some space in your freezer, because you have a very tiny dog. So you have to buy the smallest bags of dry food, and try buying some different ones and changing those on a weekly basis. Well, somebody told me about the farmer's dog, but when I looked it up, I thought, can't I make some of that stuff myself? A hundred percent. You bet. Go to primalpooch.com. Yes, right, but that's also, I mean, the farmer's dog is a cooked diet, and a dogs obviously do not run around in the woods with ovens strapped to their backs. They don't, you don't, right. they don't need to cook their food. So that's kind of a, it makes us feel good because it looks more like something we would eat, whatever. Okay, it, and, it, and you suggest that I... Not just give her primal, give something else. Yes, always and, change and, up. Right, and what not, not just the primal, right? Nutrisource change around between their different formulas. Okay. But since you have such a small dog, even the smallest bag of Nutrisource is going to last you quite a while, and you want to be changing even your dry food before you finish a bag. Right, and see what you're going to do. Okay, two, a couple things here. Number one, Nutrisource now has freeze-dried, awesome freeze-dried. Uh, I think they got four to choose from, so check that oh, out at oh. their um, uh, NutrisourcePetFoods.com. Okay, they got four. I think they, I think it's four different varieties. Okay, oh. so the, so they're they're really good. They call them sliders. But anyway, also too, you know, like the smallest bag that you could buy in Nutrisource is uh, like I think it's six or eight pounds. I tell people depending on the size of your dog, when you buy, let's say you buy a ball, a, ball, a bag of turkey and sweet potato, the smallest okay. bag. So I tell people to cut it in foursies and put it in uh, freeze lock freeze freeze lock bags. Okay, separately, and then right. Some people call them Ziploc bags. Thank you, thank you. Yes. Good night. Good think of the day word. <laughs> Brain fluff. All right. So, and then, uh, then write turkey on the outside of it. Keep one of those bags out and put the other three in the in the freezer. Okay. Then maybe you're going to go get because uh, uh, they, they have small bites for your dog, so you can get the small bites. Okay. And so they have several different formulas, and they have a uh, 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 what is it? They have like a salmon recipe. They have a high plains. So just check out the small bites of what they've got. So then you just do is you figure out how much food do you need to take out, uh, keep out for a week's supply. Okay. And that's how much goes into a baggie. Oh, okay. 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 And so then you just write on it. On the radio, on the app, on that speaker on your counter that knows all your secrets. My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. You're a mean one. Mr. Grinch, you really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're oh, as charming that. as an eel, oh, Mr. Grinch. I mean, the first year they came you're out with, I'm going to wear it next week, 
the Cindy Lou hat, you know, where you got the, the spring on top? Yeah. Okay, with a little ball, you know, yeah, Cindy yeah, yeah. Lou hat? The first year they came out with that, I had to have it. I paid like 40 bucks for the darn thing, okay? And I've still got it. They've imitated the Cindy Lou hats, but they're using these little yucky springs that don't stand up. And when I get done where I wore the Cindy Lou hat last night, and when I take it off, your head still feels like, it's <laughs> like you're a bobblehead. Because every time you move, the spring moves, you know, and so you're, you just kind of la, la, la. And anyway, I get more compliments on it because it's a really nice hat, but... I had to have it because yeah, that's a Cindy Lou hat. I didn't see much. Okay. What was the first year the Rock Rockefeller Center Christmas tree was put up? Do you have any idea? Hmm. 1954. What do you think? 1911. Oh. Boy, you guys are spread apart for that. In 1933. Oh, there you go. Which was the, the year that 30 Rockefeller Plaza opened. There is a story of workers putting up a tree, a Christmas tree, on Christmas Eve in 1931 during the construction of the Rockefeller Center that began the tradition. But there was no tree in 32, and the tree in 1933, yeah, 1933 was the first official Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. Oh, cute. So it started with the construction workers yes, wanting a little did. holiday cheer. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's yes, sweet. I thought that was cool. So uh, one thing um, uh, I was going to mention at the beginning of the show, but I got into other things. Okay, everybody knows I love these Dots pretzels, okay? And the mustard ones are my favorite, right? <laughs> okay, I was at Costco last uh, a couple of days ago, and I walked by, and it's like a purple bag, and I'm like... I don't believe they have a purple bag. <laughs> so I stopped and read the bag. <laughs> and it's cinnamon seasoned pretzel twist. Okay, I gave you some, Ellie. What was your thoughts? They're they're very, very good. They taste exactly like cinnamon toast crunch, like Ser like cinnamony French toast. Yes. And so I am just, uh, oh, it's so good. And I'm not a pretzel, I have not been a pretzel person until these dots came out. I wish they'd advertise on my show. I could sit and just crunch in everybody's <laughs> ear. <laughs> but anyway, and so yeah, the, I mean, the, the cinnamon twist, if you can find them, I have not, I never saw them up till when I was down there. So, and I grabbed one bag and then I, you know, put it in the cart and then I'm walking around all of a sudden I'm looking at the bag and I'm like, Cinnamon is to me is like anything lemon. I love anything lemon yeah. and I love anything with cinnamon. <laughs> I did a Yui, went back, and got another bag. I really contemplated on getting two, so I would have had three bags. But I figured, no, settle down, settle down. But anyway, and then another thing, I don't think we talked about this last week, was these the freeze dried candies that they have out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Lord. This one here is Silly Taffy. And it's from Little Blue Barn. Uh, Nemchex has a Christmas boutique. It's this weekend and next weekend is the last weekend for it. And her daughter has, made, has taken many, many different Skittles, um, different hard ca candies, you know, chewable candies, and then freeze-dried them. And honest, and people that have dent denture problems or mouth problems, they just melt in your mouth. It's just like, oh, this, and the taste is there, but yet my, all my teeth don't fall out as far as, you know, chewing on it, and then all of a sudden a tooth is yanked out. And so if you have anybody, look into the deep fries, deep, deep fried, deep <laughs> dried, you know, because this here is called Silly Taffy. I love the cherries, my favorite. Lemon's the second, then lime. Grape, not so much. But anyway, so so that would be a stocking stuffer idea. But those Dots pretzel folks, that cinnamon one, please. Oh, you cutty. You, you will thank me for giving you the heads up. Now, Dr. Jess thought they were a little bit too sweet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. salty. Yeah, no, I'm not. A, yeah, but anyway, okay. You're a sweet tooth person. Yes, I. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay, who's up next?
next up, we have Lynn, who just got a new puppy, and her cat is adjusting to it. (laughs) I bet it is. (laughs) Hi, Lynn. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good, good. So how old is a puppy? Well, the puppy's um, not really a puppy. It's um, Jack. His name is a Springer Spaniel, and he's three years old. We adopted him two days ago from... English Springer Spaniel Rescue. Well, thank you for adopting. And then how yes. many cats do you got? I have one. Okay. And we've had this, uh, Jack is our fifth Springer. So we've had Springers before. Okay. And our cat's been around Springers before. She's 13. Okay. So, but she's never been like, I mean, she's like, just stay away from me. You know, I'll deal with you, but just stay away. Okay. But, so the first night Jack was here, um, he chased her. So he's got a lot of prey and things. <laughs> Yeah, And the cat was like, I'm out of here. So she hid for one 24-hour period. Oh. And now she is, you know, comfortable in a room. We're keeping them isolated. Um, but, you know, uh, we want to get, obviously, this three-year-old Springer that's new to us into training. He knows how to sit and shake and wait. Um, but we don't have full control. Or, right. You know, now, how, how long have you had the dog? Three, this is... Two and a half days. Okay, <laughs> 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 folks, you, you, yeah, you got a little bit of walk in here. Or, I mean, a little bit of uh, work in here, and so that's the thing is that you know keep the dog on a leash, mm-hmm. all right, yep. so that you have control of the situation. So if the cat does come in, the minute he goes and looks at the cat, you give it the leash a pop and go leave it. Ah, leave it. All right, you want mm-hmm. that when the, the dog can glance at the cat, but not lock in and like almost stalk the cat, just ready to make his move. All right, because yep. the minute he gets locked and lo- he's loaded, and no, it's just a question of the cat making the wrong move, and bam, he's on him. Okay, yep. so you want you got to let him know this is uh, friend, not foe. And so what you can do is like, let's say you're sitting on the couch, you got him on a leash. All right, whether he's on the floor or whatever, um, and everybody, somebody else can sit like across from you with the cat and just pet the cat. So that, and uh-huh. the minute the dog looks at the cat, pop, leave it. Ah, leave it. Okay, we got to run to break, so hold on, and we'll talk about it more when we get back. Okay. Okay. Don't don't hang up. Okay, let's see. What was the origin original tire? Yeah. What was the original title for the popular Christmas song "Silver Bells," written by Jay Livingston and Ray Evans? What was the, what was the title of it? We'll be back. What it is, and then uh, then you just every week you pick out a different bag, and before you know it, we got we're going. Okay. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so you much, ladies. Have, I really appreciate your help. You You're bet. doing great. Have a grand day. Thank you. Thank you. Happy holidays. You betcha. Merry Christmas. What was the first year that Rockefeller Center Christmas tree was put up? 